With us today is Kellyanne Conway, and uh, she has a new book. Kellyanne was a senior uh, advisor to President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, she's been in politics forever. And it'd be interesting to read her new book to find out what, you know, some, maybe some inner secrets. Uh, good morning, Kellyanne. How are you today? I'm great, John. Good morning to you and to your listeners. Great to be with you. And uh, now the, the name of your new book is Here's the Deal. Now, right. I mean, your, your boss had a book that said uh, uh, The Art of the Deal. <laughs> That's right. It's a little play on words. And it's not a tell-all and bore most like so many of these books. It's not a MAGA book. It's not an anti-Trump book. What it is is it's a journey, one woman's journey uh, through politics, obviously, but really all the times in the Trump years, his wonderful accomplishments of the Trump-Pence administration. And really, John, it's meant to be directional and forward-looking. What do we do about and with and for the 75 million Trump-Pence voters who weren't at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th? What do we do about rising costs and rising crime? How do we respond to a nation that's just had enough, the fear and frustration around the Biden-Harris administration, the democratic policies of energy dependence, and people feel insecure, they feel unsafe, they feel everyday life is unaffordable. So the book really gives a lot of hope and direction also about how to win. And you don't win, John, unless, as you know, as a successful, wildly successful businessman and political savant in your own right, you don't win unless you have an affirmative, positive, accessible, actionable, doable set of principles and policies and messages. And I think this new commitment to America that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans have put out is a good start, a nation that is safe, an economy that is strong, a future that is free, and certainly a government that is accountable. And then you also have to hold responsible the party in power, in this case, the Democrats. I think that they've unraveled so many great policy accomplishments for the last four or five years, and they seem pretty rudderless and reckless in some of the actions and inactions that have marked the first two years in office. So that's what this election is about. That's what the future is about. You know, John, I have never seen such an uncomplicated, straightforward issue set. Rising costs, rising crime, inflation, education, fairness, security, affordability, it's all on the ballot. Anybody trying to complicate it, it's because they have no good answer to the American voter when they say, hey, these are the problems keeping me up at night. I need you to I need you to give me some solutions. What is the most interesting thing in the, in the book uh, that people will say, uh, wow, I didn't know that? Probably the real life anecdotes and facts and figures about what a great, I say, girl boss Donald Trump was. You know, so you have in the White House, I, I recount the scene in the White House, John, and every every woman should have a boss like this. Every working woman, every working mother, certainly. I recount a scene where there's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Ivanka Trump, Brooke Rollins, Mercedes Schlapp and me, all at a meeting at about 8.20 in the morning. And we're all sitting in the meeting taking notes. Each of us had the same rank in the White House, assistant to the president, office in the West Wing. But between the five of us at that very moment, we had 19 children, ages 2 to 16. You go show me a place in corporate America or nonprofit America where that's, that's true, where working moms like that with kid, that many kids those ages feel that they are supported, they are respected, they are listened to. They're, they're valued and they're involved. And I think that that went into policy making as well. You know, Donald Trump, people point out this flaw, that flaw, this tweet, that tweet. The fact is he, he, did, he, he was the wish fulfillment for many Americans that wanted something totally different. They didn't even want a semi-career politician. They wanted someone with a ton of experience, but not in politics, not in Washington. And in Trump, they got somebody who was at least willing to try to do things a little bit differently, to make attempts on issues, to keep promises, 
for example, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and recognizing it as the capital of Israel, getting us to the energy independence so that we're net exporters of natural gas and oil for the first time. So I think there's so much in the book that talks about how that happened. It's not coincidence, it's causation. I try to go through the mechanics of Donald Trump. So many people talk about his personality or his policies. I try to go through the mechanics of how he made decisions of, of welcoming this input and that input, of welcoming discussion and dissension, and how he would make a decision and what that really meant to the country. But I think people would be, and I, I guess the other thing I would say, since you know, you're in the media with your radio show, the one thing I would say to you is, you know, I was naive at the beginning, and I admit that in the book. I said, look, I don't want to be press secretary. I don't want to be communications director. Trump asked me to be both. I said, I'd be terrible at those jobs, Mr. President, and I want to get off TV. Let's have the cabinet out there as subject matter experts. I did that during the campaign. I want to have a policy job. But guess what? It's very naive, John, because I really thought that the media would want to get the story and not just get the president. And I do walk through so many of the outrageous examples that it would be easy to forget just how consistently on a daily basis they were trying not to get the story, but to get the president. How do we put the media back uh, in, in the bottle again and, and make sure that they, uh, they talk about facts, not fiction? John, this week certainly didn't help. And for all the saying that we were lying in chaos and crisis, it's really all they do. All we see is chaos and crisis, not chaos and crisis in a tweet or an Oval Office spontaneous briefing. Chaos and crisis at the gas pump in the grocery store in Ukraine, at the southern border, in our communities. Yes, our urban areas, but also our suburbs with rising crime and rising costs. And the media don't want to cover that. You saw just this week, John, a great example of this reporter for NBC News, Dasha. She interviews John Fetterman, and she says what she sees, which is what reporter, that's what a reporter does. Did she get fired she says, yet? She didn't get fired yet, but they're disparaging her. Uh, they're disparaging her. She's an NBC News reporter, and she was told by NBC anchor Savannah Guthrie, well, other people have interviewed John Fetterman, and they said he was fine. She's dissing the reporting of her own colleague, who just said what she saw, which, by the way, is the same thing we all see when we see John Fetterman. So they are they want everything to be hidden and shrouded and not, not surfaced and made transparent to the people ahead of these midterms. That should concern people. The job of the media is not to render opinion. It's not to make them celebrities and superstars. It's It's for them to seek the facts and the evidence and only write when they have that. Um, John, you see it all the time in polling. I don't know a billion things about a billion things. I know polls. I don't believe in a single poll. The polls were, they were all wrong. The polls were all wrong in 2020, not just presidentially, showing Joe Biden beating Donald Trump by 17 points in Wisconsin. No, yeah. he wasn't. And Donald Trump wasn't beating Joe Biden by 17 points in swing state. But they were wrong in the Senate races. Tom Phillips, Susan Collins, Joni Ernst, Steve Daines, and Lindsey Graham. Those are five Republican U.S. senators all reelected outside the margin of error in the poll averages before they won. The polls are, those polls by the media, they're meant to manipulate and create public opinion, not reflect and respect it. Kellyanne Conway, I agree with you 100%. The name of the book is Here's the Deal. And you, I guess you can buy it at Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble and uh, all those uh, book places, right? Yes, sir, you can. And thank you for saying that. It's a joy to write, meant to be a directional for all of us. And John, congratulations on your continued success, not just in business, but on the radio. Keep on fighting. Thank you. You too. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you.